Welcome, welcome everyone to The Enthusiast Life. I am your host, Mark Turcotte. I'm so glad each and every one of you have decided to make me a part of your day. Well, it is Monday, August 3rd, 2020. Hopefully your Monday is off to a good start. If it's not, well, hey, I'm here now. Let's let's uh, let's burn this Monday together, guys. Uh, but hopefully you had a good weekend. Uh, I know I sure did. We were kind of just hung around the house, had some yard work to do. Uh, over the last couple weekends, we've actually been redecorating I said decorating, kind of redoing our basement uh, where my wife, uh, we painted down there. We kind of rearranged all the furniture. I painted one wall completely black. We're going to put all these really nice kind of LED lights around there. Put the uh, Ninja Turtle arcade one up, the Mortal Kombat arcade one up over there. And uh, we even have this nice shelf now with a bunch of uh, like our board games and that. And so I've been wanting to get a new board game kind of for the family to bring in here that we can kind of incorporate down there and just kind of have some game nights down there we're going to eventually set up like a table down there and kind of have it be just a dedicated gaming space where we can play Catan play Pandemic uh, even though we're all in real life stuck in the middle of a pandemic Um, but I wanted a new game to kind of get in there and was kind of talking with some of our discord folks and and more specifically Lagnus uh, who I've known kind of for years here uh, has been listening to a lot of our podcasts and all that and I know a while ago he showed us some pictures of the game Gloomhaven and the game when you when you look at this game it is just daunting like it is literally pounds and pounds I want to say the game is like 13 pounds or something crazy like that um, because there's so many pieces to the game and it's it's not really a Dungeons and Dragons game I mean it is a dungeon crawler board game um, played with cards and all that and they just recently here in the last couple months released a much easier version of the game. And when I say easier, it's more easier to get into version of the game, more at a budget price, because the original Gloomhaven was like 150 bucks. Uh, and it's over $100 now if you want to buy it. Um, but this is called Gloomhaven Jaws of the Lion. Now, it was exclusive to Target for a short amount of time. And actually, this Tuesday, uh, so tomorrow, while you're listening to this, uh, it's releasing to everybody Amazon, Walmart, um, Target, all the stores everywhere you can go now. You're going to be able to buy this game. So I pre ordered it. Our copy's coming Thursday, and it's called Gloomhaven Jaws of the Lion. And it's just a really neat game. It's one of those games where you play it cooperatively, which we love and here in my family. We love the cooperative board games where we kind of get to work together. We're all shouting at each other. Just a lot of fun to play those games. Games like Forbidden Island um, or we play Five Minute Dungeon a lot. Even Pandemic is that that type of game. Um, But Gloomhaven Jaws of the Lion kind of puts you, if you're us being video gamers, many of you listening to this, it's almost like you're playing a video game to some extent because you you have a character. You start out at level one. It gives you, especially in Jaws of the Lion, you, it puts you through these scenarios. So the first scenario you go into with a character at a level one, when you battle, you're not rolling dice. You actually are playing cards that have like attacks or moves or depending on the character you're playing, each character has a deck that's specifically built for them. You have abilities and only your character can use and ultimately you're using kind of your wits and, and your know-how to almost solve these almost like combat puzzles, I guess is the best way to say it, because they put you in these scenarios where there's different enemies, there's traps, there's um, obstacles kind of within the game board, and you kind of have to work your way around those and, and achieve whatever the goal for that scenario is. A lot of times it's just kill all the enemies in the room. You know, sometimes it may be other things like survive to the fourth or fifth round, whatever it is. It has you do things like that. And so we've ordered this, and what's cool is like when you finish that scenario, you get loot, 
your character levels up and then you move on to the next scenario. And as you play, your character is leveling up kind of like you would in a regular RPG or almost in, you know, a Dungeons and Dragons campaign. Um, But you're not really role playing in this. So I think that's where it's going to be easier to get like my wife per se, or my brother-in-law and sister-in-law. We always love to play Catan with them. We play Ticket to Ride, Carcassonne. We love playing those games, but I've never really been able to get specifically like my sister-in-law, my wife into like a Dungeons and Dragons where you're actually role-playing, where this, because you're actually playing cards, you're not actually having to play the role of a character in terms of the way you speak or making choices like that. Your choices are literally almost black and white on the on the playboard where it's, here's my card, here's what I need to do. Now, of course, you're working together. You are strategically attacking these things, so it's not black and white in that sense. Every encounter can be completely different. Even um, when you attack, it's not just like, a, oh, do two damage. You're also pulling modifier cards that can modify that where maybe you'll do plus one or plus two or negative one, negative two, so you're maybe not doing damage that round. It's just really neat the way the game plays out. So I would almost recommend folks kind of just go check out uh, some gameplay of this game, Gloomhaven Jaws of the Lion. Now, we, of course, I still don't have it. So I'm, I'm almost talking. You guys are probably wondering, how am I talking like I know how this game plays? Well, watch some videos about this standalone set uh, as it is. But there is also a digital version of the game um, that is in early access right now on Steam. They launched it last year. It was pretty bare bones, it seems, when they launched it last year. Um, but they've put out a bunch of updates, recently put out this Guildmaster update where you're kind of actually building like a, a guild of characters, the Gloomhaven characters, and your progression, of course, is carrying over. You're going on these quests. And so I started playing that, and it really has helped me to learn the mechanics of the game. And I did something similar to this before. Years ago, my son, uh, we went to a tabletop store here um, in, in Charlotte that unfortunately isn't there anymore, and they were having like a Magic the Gathering day. And we went and he got like some starter decks and he was young. I, I want to say he was probably like seven or eight. So, you know, it was a little bit, a little bit of a hurdle teaching him how to play it, but he, he was getting it, but we downloaded the digital game and he learned actually playing that way better and got to the point where he just knew how to play the game. Because of course, when you're playing a digital game, it doesn't allow you to make the mistakes. And that's what this Gloomhaven digital version basically on Steam has done for me. It's allowed me, they have a great tutorial in it now. Originally the tutorial was pretty much bare bones. This new Guildmaster update has added just a fantastic tutorial. So you learn all the different mechanics and move orders and all those different things within that digital game. So that's why when we get this game on Thursday, I'm ready to go. Like we're going to be ready to Thursday night. We're sitting down. We're going to probably have our first session, hopefully Thursday night, if not Friday. Um, we're going to be sitting down and jumping right into this thing. I mean, obviously, I'm going to have to open it up and take because because that's the thing. The original Gloomhaven was just had so many pieces. Even this, that's what I've heard. Like even even Jaws of the Lion, you have a lot um, that's in there. But I want to jump in and check it out. Like it just seems like we're going to have a ton of fun getting through these combat puzzles, working as a family. Because a game like Five Minute Dungeon, which if you've never played that, I highly recommend you check it out. We actually, for those that do have played that game, we don't play with the dungeon timer. Technically, the way that game works is every character or every person plays a character with a a certain set of cards. And you'll flip over a monster and, and you have to put down like two attack cards, two movement cards, and like one, you know, I don't know, like a magic card or whatever. And everybody has these cards in their hands and you have to quickly throw it down a basically defeat that monster and move on to the next monster. And you have five minutes to do that. When we play, we don't do the timer. We just kind of play because in the end, like the kids aren't 
really quick enough to do that. I mean, probably now they might be able to, but um, we, we even fail sometimes when you're playing on the hardest difficulty, and the hardest difficulty is more just you're fighting more monsters. When you run out of cards, you lose, and so it gets to the point where you just run out of cards and you're done. Um, and so, you know, Gloomhaven kind of seems it's going to be along that same lines where, like, we're all going to be kind of talking, like, okay, who should go first here? Who should, because kind of like Dungeons and Dragons, you have initiative. So whoever has the lowest number, because your cards have numbers on them, that's the person that goes first. And so it's, we're going to be kind of communicating and trying to figure things out as we kind of go through these combat scenarios. And I think it's going to be neat to play a couple sessions, walk away, come back a few days later, and we have those same characters and we're actually telling a story because this game tells you a story throughout while you play which is really neat i think to have a just a typical board game that's not like a role-playing game be able to do that yes there are other video or board games that do that my family we've never played a game like that so that's why i'm really excited to introduce this to the family now some other things it does is as you progress through these scenarios you actually there's boxes within the gloomhaven jaws of the lion box that are sealed that at a certain point we open them up and we have no idea what's in them. I, I've the learn the plays and things I've watched completely spoiler free. I have no idea what's going to be in these boxes. So it's either going to be, you know, new characters or new items or new enemies, all of that. It's just really cool that they do that. And the original, the standard Gloomhaven does the same thing. Just the point of this game is to make it much easier to learn. It's almost like a, an onboarding for people to learn about Gloomhaven. And honestly, I have a feeling that if we, really latch on to this i have a feeling we're going to be jumping down the cash to get the regular gloomhaven because i mean i just i look at that thing i've been looking at it all weekend like do i not get jaws of line and just jump all the way in on the regular gloomhaven and i just can't i this is going to be the way to go because i think it's everything i've read about it it's like when people get the original gloomhaven they just hit that brick wall of having to set it up and do all these things where Jaws of the Lion, literally the the guidebook that you have is your playboard. So it just helps you set things up easy, play it, and it just looks like it's going to be a ton of fun for us to play. So I'm definitely obviously going to be giving you guys feedback. Um, if we don't play by the end of this week, uh, you know, definitely this weekend we'll be jumping into it and we'll be talking about that next week. But I really can't wait to play that. Now, on top of just playing the digital version of Gloomhaven and kind of learning those rules, I kind of went down another path of with Game Pass, just kind of a, just going through there. This was right before I uh, jumped into Gloomhaven, um, trying to figure out like, ah, what else is on Game Pass? Something I never played. And, and a game came up to me that I had downloaded before on the Xbox One X and just was like, man, this really needs to be played on the PC. And I didn't get into it then. And so I downloaded it on the PC. And that is Pillars of Eternity. Now, a couple reasons why I jumped into that. Number one, it's an it's kind of an homage to those old school RPGs. And playing it, it really is. I mean, if you're into like Divinity Original Sin or Original Sin 2, it's that style of game. And I mean, you know, this is, uh, you know, Obsidian. So it has a fantastic storyline in there. And I'm really enjoying it. Playing it on the PC, it's great. Having the mouse and keyboard, being able to move the characters. Um, it is kind of like this pause combat. So your your the whole view is isometric. And you're, in your battles, you're pausing it and kind of choosing what you want your characters to do. Where do you want them to move? And then you unpause it and they kind of basically go through the motions. You can pause it at any time. So anybody that played like Knights of the Old Republic back in the day, it's kind of that style where you can pause it. However, it isn't really down on the battlefield like that kind of was. This is over the top isometric. Think Baldur's Gate, which this month here, now that we're already in August, Baldur's Gate 3, the folks that made Divinity Original Sin 2, that is coming out soon. So that almost kind of is even making me think like, do I want to get Baldur's Gate 3? But 
you know, Pillars of Eternity was a game I had heard about for pretty much ever since it came out back in 2015. Like always people going back to that game or just talking about it and saying how great it was. And so finally jumping in and, you know, kind of just being on this Gloomhaven slash RPG kick this weekend. Um, I've had a lot of fun and actually was kind of going back and forth between the Gloomhaven digital and back to Pillars of Eternity, like kind of just going back and forth. That's kind of any game time I spent this weekend. That's what I was doing between those. Um, and it, uh, you know, kind of kind of captured me. The story is great. Um, it's kind of the way they tell it. It is almost as if you were playing a Dungeons and Dragons campaign because it has a narrator every once in a while. Or sometimes the characters are actually, you know, they're speaking. But then when you're they're speaking to you, but when you read, you know, usually you can read the text, obviously, in any video game of what the person's saying. There's more to it. So it'll say, like, you know, he slowly lifted his head and, you know, or pull pulled down the, the hood on his over his head and look slowly glanced up at you with a, with a smirk. It'll say that in the text, but, of course, the narrator doesn't say that. But just you hear the character talking. So it's adding, it's almost like you're somewhat reading a visual novel, kind of telling you the story, but not. I mean, it really is like a D&D campaign. Um, and I, I just was kind of captivated, captivated by it this weekend. It was really neat just to kind of play that, um, an old school RPG like that, that I hadn't played in years. So if you have game pass, check it out. It might be something that you might find just that might be kind of up your alley right now. And, and that game, uh, avowed that obsidian is making that is kind of that third person. If you remember from the Xbox game showcase, it almost looked like an elder scroll style of game takes place in the pillars of eternity universe. So that was another reason that kind of made me jump to this was like, well, maybe I need to learn a little bit about what this world has to offer. And um, that's kind of where I am right now. So I'm kind of kind of learning a little bit about that uh, of what's there. Uh, Also, briefly on Friday, jumped into Grounded, which is kind of that new game um, that's uh, I guess it's technically in early access right now. It is uh, also from Obsidian over on Game Pass. That is uh, kind of the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids style game where you're playing first person, it really is a survival game. So if you're looking for more of just an RPG, that's really not what this is. I mean, it really it has a story, but it really is about managing thirst, managing um, you know, hunger, things like that. And I played it for about 30 minutes, and honestly, it was kind of all I needed. Like, it wasn't a game that I really found myself wanting to continue to play. And part of that is just this style. These games really aren't my cup of tea. Um, but... I do really like the aesthetic actually put up on Twitter and there's even been some stories going around of when one of the first things that happens when you log into the game for the first time is it tells you, Hey, we have a, um, uh, what do you call it? Like an access, uh, accessory mode where we can make it where if anybody that has arachnophobia, the spiders don't look like the spiders because even though it is very cartoony, the spiders in this game will wreck your face and they're just big, scary as hell. And so they make it where the spiders like can go all the way down to like these little floating blobs that are just coming at you. So they don't have the legs and look like, I mean, they all almost look like black widows to me, even though they don't have that red. I think the one I encountered was like black and yellow, but there's real kind of like thin, scary, freaky looking legs. Um, and uh, yeah, so it's, it's just kind of funny, right? That that's a, a just mode that they're putting in the game or right off the bat. It's like, usually, you know, we always see things about like, make sure your screen is, <clears throat> you know, bright enough or dark enough or the borders of your screen. No, this was like, are you scared of spiders? If you are, let's put on this mode and you don't have to uh, <laughs> look at the scary spiders. I thought that was kind of hilarious. 
Uh, all right, let's talk about some of the big news last week or, or kind of of going through this weekend. And this actually happened Thursday, but because we didn't do the regular show on Friday, we did the Patreon episode. I do want to talk about that here. And that is the Marvel Avengers War Table number two. Oh my goodness, this game is my game. This is holy crap. I don't know how anybody can watch this and not say that's something that I want to play. Like when you look at it, you got to want to play this game. Like it just looks amazing. So here's the kind of the breakdown. Of course, August 7th is going straight to the PlayStation. It's going to be the 7th through the 9th. The 14th, it's going open beta pretty much on everything else. And then the 21st again, I'm sorry, the 14th. I don't think it's open beta. It'll be open beta on the PlayStation, but closed beta on everything else. 21st open beta for everybody else. This war table showed off what is coming in the beta and the content that is in the beta is insane. Like it's like it's going to be a, almost a full flesh game. You're going to get to play the Golden Gate demo, which is something we've seen obviously is that Golden Gate Bridge demo where we see Captain America get wrecked. Uh, everybody's going to get to play through that. Then you're going to get to play through another mission called to find Olympia. This is a hero mission where you play as uh, Kamala or Hulk kind of play through that mission then there's the missing links another one where you, you finish that up and then you get in your quinjet you go to basically a frozen frozen russia tundra area um, there's going to be the harm challenge rooms which these are almost like these uh, holographic augmented reality uh, machine rooms almost think like the x-men's danger room in there you can go in there with up to four friends play through those scenarios couple war zones are going to be in there I, I, did, I don't know if they said exactly how many but there's going to be a couple of those uh, actually they said five beta war zones so there's going to be five of those to play through um it's just like the amount of things that are going to be in this thing are nuts. Um, there's going to be, what was it, four characters? I think they said you're going to be able to play as Hulk, as Kamala, I think Iron Man, and uh, I think there was one more that they mentioned you're going to also be able to play as. Uh, Black Widow. I think it was Black Widow. And uh, play through all four of those characters. You can level each of them up. There's only going to be, I believe it was one skill tree, one or two skill trees, but they're going to have one locked off. You can't get into that. Uh, I think you can get up to level 15, a power level of 45, of course, there's going to be loot to find, dozens of cosmetics and things to get kind of acquire within there. Um, they said that uh, you're going to be able to get a nameplate for your character by playing in the beta. Um, you know, that there's just going to be a ton to do. Now, I did see some people, and actually this was a little bit of a discussion over in our Discord chat, about if you think back to like the Destiny beta, right? And there was basically a quarter of the game. And some people are thinking, well, maybe that's what's going to happen here. Maybe, you know, maybe that's it. But like, uh, for me, when I'm looking at this game, like it's going to be all about playing a character, leveling them up, and then switching over to another character and playing, leveling them up, and then switching. I mean, that's what Marvel Heroes was um, on the PC for years. And then, of course, you know, they, uh, Marvel Heroes Omega came out on the PS4 for about a, a year, and then they, they canceled the whole both versions of the game. But that's what that game was. You played through a lot of the same mission same things just kind of grinding out these characters leveling them up getting them loot now this game also is going to have the added hook of kind of the marvel history getting all those suits and and unlocks and all those that they're just the the things that they're latching onto from the history of marvel that's what's going to keep me i think playing through this game they announced hawkeye is going to be the first post-release character all that is included uh with your paid version of the game essentially so you're going to get hawkeye as well as many other characters then the other bit of this of course is this is kind of the, just the beginning the story of course is originally about modok and kind of all of that but hawkeye himself is going to have his own character story 
which is awesome. So I think that's going to tell us that whenever a new character comes in, we're going to basically get to play through a, a character story about them. So like the amount of content that seems to be coming in this game just seems like it's going to be one of those games that sure in the beginning, everybody's going to play like crazy. I'm sure a lot of people are going to kind of burn through everything, but you're going to get to the point then where you may step away, but you're always going to come back when those new characters come out, when new content comes out. Like this is that game that I just have, I have a feeling I'm going to be going back to a lot just because it's going to be fun to play. It's going to be those Marvel characters that we want to play. And it looks like it's going to be a blast. Go watch the war table. It was only like 15 or 20 minutes. It actually wasn't that long. Um, but everything they showed in there, like, I'm in, man. I'm totally in. Now, they also did say if you finish the beta um, on the PlayStation 4, you will also get uh, a, this is another crossover with Fortnite. You earn the Hulk Smashers pickaxe uh, with the bonus Hulk Buster style. So you basically, your pickaxe, instead of having a pickaxe in Fortnite, you can have Hulk Fist or the Hulk Buster fist to kind of break down things which i thought was just kind of kind of hilarious uh, but they were going to put that in there but it looks like that's only available on playstation 4 so that's not going to be on on everything uh, which is just kind of kind of funny they're putting that in there but i can't wait for that game actually this weekend it's this weekend pre-order the game you can be playing on playstation um crazy crazy man i can't wait to jump into that this weekend uh, here I am talking about we're going to be playing Gloomhaven. Who am I kidding? I'm going to be playing Mar Marvel's Avengers. The family. As a family, we're going to be playing Gloomhaven. Me, personally, I'm going to be playing some Avengers. Uh, let's see. And finally today, I do want to mention this because this um, we obviously didn't talk about this last week. Is Microsoft has confirmed that Halo Infinite's multiplayer will be free to play. And you can play it on the Xbox Series X up to 120 FPS, which is awesome. Awesome news. So... Um, I don't know, you know, some people were kind of mixed on Halo Infinite's multiplayer being free to play. Personally, I think it's great. Anything they can do to get Halo back to where it used to be years ago, where like Halo 3 was kind of like the eSport, kind of the, the starting point for MLG, all of that, it was Halo. By making it free to play, you're going to suddenly have this whole influx of people getting in there to play it. Now, I saw a quote, this is from one of the 343 folks who kind of said like, you know, Halo Infinite's multiplayer is going to be free to play and it's going to be, they kind of put like huge or massive or something and put that in quotes and really had me wondering like, okay, we're obviously going to have the standard multiplayer that we always get. But based on what kind of what we know about Halo Infinite being on this ring and having all this open space, are we going to get the Battle Royale? Like, is that what's going to be kind of one of the big things? And I mean, just imagine a Halo Battle Royale with Halo Sandbox. Kind of like what we have right now in Halo 5 where, you know, I mean, that's two teams pitted against each other. But if you have a squad of Spartans, you have your, you know, whatever, blue team, red team, whatever you want to call it, four Spartans out there in a Battle Royale with the Halo Sandbox with Banshees and Pelicans and Warthogs and Scorpions and all of that. Honestly... This is kind of amazing. Like, I would love, absolutely love to play a Halo multiplayer experience like that. And if they made that free, man, it would be awesome. And that would kind of explain why, you know, I mean, they, they did come out and say a lot of the, the style choice was to go back to that original Halo Combat Evolved. And they just wanted it to be very colorful. That, would, that was somewhat of an artistic choice. But I think it would also, you know, this that would also show us that they want this thing to run on everything. And so that could be why, you know, it, it, it isn't going to be as high-end uh, or high graphically intensive as I think people wanted it to be. And that's because then it can run on many more systems, 
on an Xbox One, on a Series X, on a low-grade PC, on a high-grade PC, and hell, even an xCloud. Like, wherever you want to play this thing, you're going to be able to play it. And by making it free, anyone can play it. And I think that's just awesome. I'm totally in. There is going to be a Battle Pass system they mentioned, which I think is cool. So I'm sure you're going to get all different cosmetics for your guns, for your Spartan, different armor sets, all of that. Hell, even probably different ways to customize your Warthogs, all that stuff. Guys, I'm a Halo fan. I'm, um, I know maybe that's not pure, the purest Halo mentality, kind of hearing some of those things, but I'm in. Like, to me, that sounds, anything that's getting me to play more Halo and to get more people playing Halo again, I'm in. And I really think something like that is is more of a positive um, than it would be a negative. Now, the only concern, of course, is being that this is going to be on PC, we got to have some sort of anti-cheat in there. I mean, games like, I mean, hell, even Destiny 2, Call of Duty Warzone are plagued by those type of things. Like you have to have a good anti-cheat system in there if this thing is going to be free to play. Because the uh, as soon as you make a game like this free to play, the cheaters come out of the woodwork. So I really hope that they're able to um, kind of reel that in and not make it as bad of an experience as it possibly could be. So I'm excited, super excited, man. And and you know that's just more case that like you don't even need to have Game Pass. You got Halo Infinite. So for all those people complaining about Halo Infinite and y'all, oh, you don't play Xbox. Guess what? You got the game now. You can play it, which I think is just fantastic. Of course, if you don't have an Xbox or a PC, you don't have it. But, I mean, hey, whatever. You can, you can jump in. Uh, I'm, I'm maybe your buddy's Xbox One and, and get to play it. And hopefully, again, like I said, hopefully by this thing not being as graphic graphically intensive, potentially it can run on many more systems um, that's out there. Uh, which I think is great. Could be awesome. But uh, all right. Well, that's going to do it for me, guys, today. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. Don't forget, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Mark Turk. That's M-E-R-K-T-U-R-C. Shoot me an email, theenthuselife at gmail.com. I love hearing from you guys. And hopefully you enjoyed the last Patreon episode that you tuned into on Friday. If you did and you want to help support the show, you can find that down in the show notes. As always, big thank you to all the supporters of the show. You guys know who you are because we're chatting every day within the Discord. So, um, thank you guys so much for supporting the show. And of course, uh, don't forget Game Insider. Go check out all the awesome content at Game Insider. We have some new podcasts actually over there now. Uh, VGXT pod, uh, two nerds in a pod, as well as Hey That's Comics. Gary, who many of you know, Slade Steel Soul, he's one of our Discord mods. Um, he now has a show over there. His Hey It's Hey It's Comics podcast. Check it out. It's been out for a while, but now it has kind of been brought into the Game Insider umbrella so go check all that out at game-insider.com well everybody that's gonna do it for me i appreciate you as always for tuning in so until tomorrow have a great day we'll catch you next time